While we believe the information in this broadcast is reliable, we cannot guarantee its accuracy. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Please consult your financial professional before making any investment decisions. Investment advisory services are offered through Precision Capital Management and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. SEC registration is not an endorsement of the firm by the commission and does not mean that the advisor has attained a specific level of skill or ability. Fiduciary duty extends solely to investment advisory advice and does not extend to other activities such as insurance or broker-dealer services. Advisory clients are charged a quarterly fee for assets under management while insurance products pay a commission which may result in a conflict of interest regarding compensation. Welcome to Beyond the Business, presented by the Coastal Financial Planning Group. Each Saturday morning at 8.30, listen in to successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the low country talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life. Now your hosts, Rick Durkee, Eric Cox, and Leslie Haywood. And good morning, low country. Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Business, heard exclusive here on 94.3 WSC. Every Saturday morning from 8.39, thank you, our loyal listeners, for getting up and tuning the dial to hear this great show about entrepreneurship. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Cox. And I'm Leslie Haywood. Is it really December? It is. You hear that? Oh, God. Sleigh bells ring. Oh, you <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, that's horrible, isn't it? Horrible. <laughs> it's here. can't believe it. It it's is time. here. It's Gosh. time. I'm not ready. Happy December, everybody. But, uh, yeah, the, the run is on. So uh, a couple of weeks till Christmas and... Uh, 2018, right around the corner. I know. I can't believe it. Um, Make sure and follow us on Facebook at Beyond the Business and also on Twitter at BTBCHS. This December, we'll be hanging out with you every Saturday. Every Saturday. And uh, rounding it out, we have uh, Melissa Barker back this week. Who uh, was uh, fortunate enough to come in and uh, spend a holiday weekend with us last Saturday uh, to talk about her company, Mail Barmar. Yes, she was the shining star. We had a little bit of a turkey hangover going uh, yeah, last Yeah, I definitely week. was, yeah. yeah. So hopefully today will be a little better. You can blame it on me. I knew what you meant. Just like my wife. Uh-huh. I get it everywhere I go. Yes. This is great. I'm not going to throw you under the bus, but you fit so nicely. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So um, with that in mind, uh, Leslie, tell us about some of your takeaways from Melissa's show last week. Yes. Well, I thought it was interesting talking about how um, the difference between going from corporate to the entrepreneurship and how you've got in the corporate world, you've got these resources and this team um team kind of culture and you have to be ready to when you decide to be an entrepreneur you really have to think about the weight of it is all on you and you know you should be prepared before you take that leap in order to leave the cushiness of having all of those resources so i thought that was and you've got pages and pages of notes notes. you actually i think called me out for taking so many notes last week so um so what have you got i know you're just dying over there to tell us you know i'm just gonna uh i think i have two points I'll take off with today, if that's okay with you. Oh, yes. All right, good. Go. Um, the the conscious decision, Melissa, that you made to uh, pursue uh, a personal uh, path in terms of making sure that uh, the path for your son, uh, Wyatt, uh, was the chosen path that you wanted and leaving behind this corporate situation and scenario. And it reminds me of one of my all-time favorite books called Halftime by Bob Buford, and it talks about how to take your life from success to significance and what significance really means in one's life. So I thought that was amazing, mm-hmm. awesome, and a testament to who you are. So thanks for sharing that that nugget with our listeners last week. 
And then you mentioned uh, coming to Charleston. So you came here uh, with great experience in marketing, working, like you said, Leslie, at these major companies, pretty good paycheck, I'm assuming. <laughs> and you get to Mount Pleasant and say, wait a minute, if I'm going to fill that gap financially, um, we're not going to get it in a marketing position in Mount Pleasant. And so you started your own business. That's right. I started it at my kitchen table with a glass of wine, paid my $110 for my LLC and and um, and it was born on a um, evening in April, a couple years ago. Well, good thing it was a couple of years ago because if it was today, you'd be paying impact fees yeah. on top of that. So. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to say that. I just had to get it out there. But uh, Leslie, <laughs> yeah. So, so before we get into um, when you first started the company, just give us a, a, a quick just to remind everybody what is Mel Barmar. Sure. So Mel Barmar is a digital marketing agency, and um, we focus on using technology to fuel the inner workings of your business. And I'm sorry. I was going to say, I know when you and I have spoken in the past about your company, one of the things that was intriguing is you take your experience of, of the enterprise level. I mean, Coca-Cola, mm-hmm. for example, and you're bringing that to startups and small to medium sized businesses. And so what a, a neat niche that is that uh, small companies like myself can get the knowledge and wisdom from somebody that's been with such an amazing large entity. Thank you. That's exactly right. Um the more technology has become affordable and the bigger the technology space has grown, the more it enables small to medium sized businesses to act like enterprise. And so the piece that I really bring in is, is, is you know, taking um, what are the best practices and what are the strategies that that these global brands that have endless budget and endless resources are doing? And how can I help you as a small business owner um deploy the same things, but on half the budget and in half the time and with half the resources. I'll assure you it's more than half, less than half. <laughs> you call it? Yeah, it's a you know, small business, right? Yes, You're trying to figure it out sure. and make it work. And uh, that's what this show is all about, is sharing strategy and concept and ideas and, and wisdom. So, Yes. And I want to hear about, uh, I want to hear about that night. Um, where, what was, what, what was kind of wine were you drinking? What kind of, yeah, exactly. What kind Important of wine were you drinking? You notice, yes. way, I got to stop. You notice how many of our entrepreneurs, they came to their revelation over, over a, a drink cocktail somewhere. Yes. yes. Have you noticed at that? a bar? There yeah. Is we a common have a, theme here. a lot of them. Yes. Uh, with friends at a bar, all the best things happen. At so a bar. I guess the moral of the story is if you are an aspiring entrepreneur, Go out and go have, have a, a cocktail. cocktail and come up with a great idea. Yep. <laughs> and it'll happen for you. So were you working at the time uh, somewhere here in Charleston when you decided, OK, I'm going to pull the I'm going to have this wine and pay my hundred and ten dollars? No, um, I came here jobless. Jobless. I came here very optimistic. I had enough interviews lined up that I was feeling confident I'd land on my feet somewhere. Um, But as you know, people rarely list the salary um, in a, you know, in a job posting. You don't find that out, especially for, you know, more senior level positions until later. And um, so I was faced with four job offers that I was kind of um, evaluating. And um, I just didn't see one that was going to meet my financial goals. I mean, that's the, you know, the simplest way that I can put it. And so I think at that point, you know, you asked me last week, Eric, about um, who was influential in my life. And I think that's when probably all the years of watching my father build an architectural firm kind of came to bear for me because I said to myself, I'm a good marketer. You know, I know that I've done it for some of the largest, most valuable brands in the world. Certainly I could bring that to Charleston. And so I said, 
you know, the worst I'm going to do is spend $110. It can't be that risky. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I spun up my, my LLC and then was fortunate probably a couple weeks later to land my, my first client. And then it, it kind of just took it, took on a life of its own from there. So I know you grew up in a positive environment. You're a super positive person, but was there ever a moment in that very beginning? Maybe it was before the wine or maybe it was after the wine. Um, that, <laughs> oh my God, that, what did I do? <laughs> you thought, what, you know, what if it doesn't work? Oh yes. Okay. Um, so how did you barrel oh, yes. through those emotions? Gosh, you know, um, that was, even though Mel Barmar was profitable from the start because I was smart enough to, to take a very lean approach. I was working from home. I had very little business overhead as, as a digital person, you know, my whole business was run from my computer. Um, and you know, the business was fueled by my mind. It wasn't costing me anything. Um, certainly there were times when, I didn't have any clients banging down my door or I entered into engagements with clients that weren't right for me. And, um, yeah, certainly I, I experienced high anxiety, um, over where my next job was going to come from and if I was going to have enough invoices to send out that month. And, um, you know, I think the, the only thing that I could, that I could say or that, that I could look back to is, um, you know, I didn't have another choice. Um, you know, I had made a decision that working for a company at this time in my life in Charleston isn't what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I was already enjoying what it was like to be an entrepreneur and have a tremendous amount of time freedom with my son. And so that's not something that I was willing to go back on. And so for me, it really wasn't what if this doesn't work? It was this has to work. And um, it was probably around that same time where I started reading a ton of business books. And I was even driving to Atlanta to take classes at General Assembly. I was doing webinars and downloading ebooks. And I just said, you know, no one's gonna, no one's gonna make this business be successful other than me. And I think it was at that point that I realized um, my, my lulls, did not have to do with how good of a marketer I was. It had to do with the fact that I was just really lacking in a lot of the skills I needed to, to run a run a business. Now, uh, there's kind of two camps to business plan or not to business plan. What are your thoughts on creating a business plan? Did you have one? Do you wish you had one? I think that's a, that's a really good question. Um, so I think a lot of times people use the fact that they don't have a perfect business plan as a reason not to move forward. Um, so it's, you know, it's analysis paralysis, right? Um, I think on the other hand, moving forward without a plan just means you're doing, but you're not progressing. So I like, you know, I take the lean startup approach. I like the lean canvas. I like the, you know, the, the business model or the, you know, the methodology of yes, write something down. It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, you know, for, for 2018, I have, I have four goals and I have three, you know, tactics to reach each, you know, it's as simple as that. So yeah, so probably somewhere safely in the middle. So as you uh, started growing and scaling the business, what were some of the major challenges? Uh, obviously it's trying to acquire clients, right? But what mm-hmm. are the challenges as an entrepreneur uh, did you face and did you use any resources here locally to help overcome some of that? So some of the major challenges that I found is I knew that I didn't want to build an agency similar to what I had come from. I knew I didn't want a brick and mortar and 30 employees um, because, again, my whole move to Charleston was was a quality of life move. And the what turned me on the most about entrepreneurship was was the time freedom and the kind of setting your own schedule and and, you know, a little bit 
unorthodox, right? Not the nine to five hours. And so I easily could see ways to, to grow and scale my business if I were to do just that, if I were to get a space and have a ton of employees and, and therefore clients would look at me like I'm very legitimate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to build a business where I could say, hey, um, I have a tremendous amount of experience and talent in this area. Um, and I want you to trust me with your business without me walking you into a big building with ping pong tables and a ton of employees sitting there. I wanted to build something that um, would keep me out of an office that I could, you know, continue to, to work from anywhere with my laptop, but still provide the same level of quality to my clients as my competitors down on on King Street. Now, as if you didn't have enough to do in your life, this we of C thing happens. So tell us about what, how did that happen? Why did that happen? What was the catalyst for that? Sure. So my business turned two years old and I was continuing to kind of do things on my own, right? I was using Google to research different challenges that I was coming across. I was you know, driving to Atlanta to take classes. I was leveraging a lot of the resources here in town, but I was still finding a tremendous gap. Um, what I found was a lot of the organizations here were focused on networking. So if you're in a business that you, you, know, you need to drive sales and you're doing business development, um, that, that those are extremely valuable. But for me, it wasn't about that. Um, I actually didn't even focus a whole lot on gaining um, clients in Charleston, you know, because again, I was trying to build something where I could work for um, clients who lived anywhere or located anywhere. And so I wanted to lock, you know, I wanted to be a part of something where it was about skill set building. Right. I wanted to learn how to become a more effective business owner. I didn't want to just continue to hone my craft as a marketer, but um, I wanted to start filling in the gaps in my skill set. And so that's when I really started to look around at what resources were available to me. And it was also at that time that I started to really realize what the nuances between women in business and men in business were. And certainly at that time, there was no for women by women entrepreneurial education. And um, and so that's what I set out to do with WeFC. And by the way, in case you're wondering uh, whose voice that is you're listening to, it's that of Miss Melissa Barker, who is the founder of Mel Bar Mar, which is a digital marketing agency. But as well as you're discussing this, we have C. Um, so you you have this vision. How do you pull all that together? Because again, as Leslie indicated, you're trying to run your marketing agency. You're trying to be a mom, and then all of a sudden you have this whole nother venture on your plate. Yeah, and it was completely unforeseen. You know, it was really born out of necessity, again, because I thought if I'm going to continue to grow my business, I better be more supported, and I need to start gathering those resources. Um, you know, we talked last week about how when you're at a corporation, you know, you're surrounded by resources mm-hmm. and by and by people, and entrepreneurship can be a little bit lonely. And so it's all the more important to have those. And so I thought, wouldn't it be cool if, um, if I had women that were going through the same thing that I am, that I could reach out to at any time. Now I had certainly made friends with, um, some different women business owners in the community, but it was always reluctant to ask for advice, right? Like, Hey, can you meet for coffee? Hey, what, you know, what kind of accounting software are you using? And, and it felt like I, at a certain point, you run out of favors, you know, and you right. can't just keep going back to these women that didn't, didn't sign up to help you. And, um, while all of them were very gracious, I thought we need to formalize this. You know, there, there's no reason why I should be relying on Google 
um, you know, to to get answers to some of my questions or to get even recommendations and advice. And so, um, you know, I guess just the, the, the marketer in me and the digital person in me said, hey, why don't I just create a community? We are the busiest people on the planet, so let's only meet once per month. And in between those meetings, let's leverage a Facebook group so that we can be talking to each other at any time of day, kind of on demand. And so that's that's what we do. And we started in April with 25 members. And today we represent 60 different women business owners in less than six months. Wow. And by the way, uh, for our listeners, if somebody wants to engage with We of C, how they uh, get a hold of you guys? Sure. So our website is womenentrepreneurscharleston.com. When you go to that site, you can see all of the events that we have. We have four events that are members-only events, but we also have events that are open to the public that we do monthly. You can also check out all of our members and the different businesses that we represent right there on the site. Wonderful. Now, what are some of the challenges um, that you think are specific to being a woman entrepreneur? Like, what are the what are the topics that you guys discuss that are just that you see? Sure. So we focus on the same topics that, you know, a men's only or a co-ed group would because it's really just about building your your business. But I think in particular for women, like I said, we're we're some of the busiest people on the planet. Um, A lot of the women in our group are also balancing a tremendous amount at home and in our personal life. And historically, that has just fallen more in our camp. Um, Certainly that is changing. Um, But I think that is an important thing to acknowledge, yeah, you know, everyone is is different, and we all have different backgrounds and upbringing, and certainly, um, gender plays a big role in that. Um, but I think you know, the, one of the things that makes our group unique is that um, we are for women by women. So that when we get together, um, certainly there are plenty of male experts that I could call on to come and impart knowledge to us. But but we choose women because we want we believe it's easier to be something you can see. And so if I'm constantly putting smart, tenacious, successful women in front of you, you know, you're going to learn from that and you're going to be inspired by that. And it's going to have, you know, it's going to give you a runway and um, something to aspire to. I think that's awesome, Leslie, but I don't think I'm now allowed to ask the next question after that comment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. Go, go, give it a shot. (laughs) No, no, I think it's intriguing. I mean, Melissa, you and I have gotten to know each other Mm -hmm. over the last few months and working on some projects together and with everything that's going on in the news. Um, you know, to me personally, it, there's an awareness that's coming about of, of these unique challenges that women face that not necessarily we face as men in business. And so just I think bringing an element of, of awareness to the table in just that effort is extremely important. Not to mention you're all taking the next step and addressing it. Yeah. And that is because if you listen to the media, you know, if you Google women in business, you're not going to hear a very nice story. You know, it's it's um, has a very negative slant to it. People are focused on sexual harassment and, and the pay gap and and um, some of the gender biases that we're seeing in venture capitalism. And and honestly, if you're a woman trying to build something and um, you're reading that stuff, you're not going to feel empowered. <laughs> you know, you're not going to feel like you're, you're ready gonna, to go right, out there. You're thinking the deck is stacked against exactly you. that's exactly right and i just don't believe that's the case right i've met you know so many smart women that um while the media is going to continue to highlight that and talk about that um i want to give women a place to go and say look we're doing it you know and mm-hmm. we're doing it in spades and you can do it too and i'm not just going to inspire you and motivate you i'm going to tell you how i did it and i'm going to give you tools and skills so that you can overcome obstacles faster and you can 
can get answers to questions more quickly. And I believe in doing that, we will actually have an impact in empowering women to grow more profitable businesses. And how are you doing with the work-life balance? That's a great question. I know. I haven't, <laughs> I, 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 I haven't figured it out I was going to ask a question. That was the one I wanted to ask. Oh, did I take your it, question? On this show, you did actually, Leslie. Thank you. We're starting to think too much alike, right? Um, that's the one question, if you think about it, over and yes. over and over, over the last three years, we ask an entrepreneur, and they've got an answer for everything. But when it comes to that question, everybody seems to struggle with it. Yes. And, and you're in a position, Melissa, where you get to hear about all these different women in this community mm-hmm. who run different kinds of businesses. Mm-hmm. What's the common answer to how they're tackling that challenge? you got everybody listening now. How do we do it? Oh, gosh. Well, you've got the wrong person in the room. See? <laughs> because I, I, I haven't I figured it out. No? Um, you know, yeah, that's a, so it's a really um, popular topic. And, you know, when... When a new when a woman joins our organization, one of the things we ask is, what are the top three skills that you would like to take away during your one year membership? And that's how I go out and I find experts to address those. And we hear all the things you, that you would expect, you know, um, how to scale my business or how to be better in sales or how to protect myself legally. But one of the ones that ultimately always bubbles up to the top is this idea of work life balance. Um you know, Eric, I really love what you said earlier about um, not just succeeding. What was your what it's, was your quote? Uh, how to take your life from success to significance? Success to significance. So I think one of the things that um, one of the things that is important to remember is that everybody's version of success is different. And one of the things that you will see if you look at the members in our group, and if you really, if you look at women in business in general, um, we're not all going to tell you that we want to be millionaires. We're not all going to tell you that we want a big office. We're not all going to tell you that we want to be the boss with the tons of employees. And I think that is kind of the traditional picture that has been painted in business. This is what success looks like, right? And I think that's probably a reason why you don't have as many women in business, because that just simply doesn't appeal to a lot of us. Um, sure, we, we have goals and dreams and we want to use our, our passions and our skills. But, hey, we also want to you know be with our children and with our families and we have hobbies that we want to pursue. So if you paint this picture that that's what success looks like, then you're going to continue to scare women um, you know, out of business. So I think for me and what our group tries to do is say, hey, what's your version of success. Is it a hundred grand a year or is it a hundred million, right? It's your version. And then let us help you build that. So when you're talking about work-life balance, I think the reason people get unbalanced is because they're working towards a picture of success that's not theirs, right? It's been put up by somebody else. And so, yeah, you're going to get out of balance because you're working towards something, but your heart is pulling you in a different direction. So for me, I have a really clear goal. I have a very clear idea of what success is for me. And um, like I mentioned earlier, it's not a big office, tons of employees and making millions of dollars. Um, I want to make enough money to build the kind of quality of life I want to give to my son. Um, and that looks a lot different than um, if I were to structure my business a little bit different way. So I find as long as I stick to that and I don't get swayed, you know, by what other people consider success, then I can stay pretty balanced. Well said. Mm-hmm. So as you look at the community uh, here in the low country, in terms of uh, women-friendly, in terms of the business environment and the mm-hmm. culture, what do you see around the community, and maybe what is it that uh, we need to aspire to do better of 
uh, in Charleston? I'm so glad you asked that question. Oh, good question. <laughs> well, you got one earlier. I wanted to. I wanted to pat. I wanted to pat good on my back. Good question. Um, yeah, you know, I think to, to parlay right off my last answer, it would be. I think we've got to do a better job of. Um, you know, being clear about what success is, you know, it's just, it's not the same for everyone. And so we keep, um, creating organizations and launching different resources and things, um, all geared towards, you know, someone that wants to, you know, raise a couple million dollars and, and go build this big tech company, you know, for example. And um, I think we've got to do a better job of creating resources for people that, um, you know, ha- have a little bit different aspirations. Um, I also think that we need to give women um, more of a platform here. Um, what I see is a lot of the conferences and a lot of the, the stages in town are filled with men. And rightly so, because we have a ton of, you know, smart men that can fill that space. But some of the women are overlooked. And I think it's because, again, um, they're not the CEO of a big tech company downtown, so they aren't viewed as successful. But I tell you what, in getting to know these 60 women, they are very smart and they have a lot to offer and they have a lot to teach. Um, they just look a little different. Sure. Well, and certainly know that Beyond the Business is always open and available for great minds, no matter who they are, or where they come from. That's what this show is all about. It is. Do we have time? I want to do a little lightning round. We got two minutes. All right. This is all about people you know, stories you don't. Um, I've got five questions, and I just want to get to know you a little bit better. Quick answers. Okay. Uh, first of all, your most important social media tool. Which platform is the best? Instagram. Instagram. Awesome. Best book you ever read? Um, lean in. Most influential person in your life? Sally Kralchek. Oh, things you are the thing you are most proud of. My son. Uh, I knew that was yeah. coming. <laughs> and the number one thing on your bucket list? Getting back to Costa Rica. Oh, wow. So I'm going to follow that up with one we used. That was good, by the way. Uh, something about you that maybe most people don't know. Maybe a quirk or something you've done, but something you can share with our listeners today. Man, I put it all out there. So uh, that's tough. Um, uh, yeah. So let's see. I was. Um, a fitness model. That's a good I was in Atlanta. one. Yes, I helped open gyms by standing on my hands and <laughs> leveraging my gymnastics background. Somehow we miss that in the whole background <laughs> part of the story. But See, how now awesome we're going to have to Google that. <laughs> I'm glad those days are over. Back to Google, right? Everything's on Google. So, well, Melissa, I got to tell you, it's been a pleasure having you on our show. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, knowledge, and experiences with our listeners. I know they enjoyed it as much as we have. Yes. And certainly if you uh, didn't get to hear her show last week, go to our website at CoastalWM.com. Uh, look at Radio Podcast, top right-hand corner, and you can hear Melissa's show from last week as well. And then get in touch with us on Facebook at Beyond the Business and also on Twitter, BTBCHS. And if you contact us there and you need to get a hold of Melissa, we can get you in touch. Or, Melissa, is there a quick way? Where do they find you? Melbarmar.com. There we go. Again, uh, Melissa Barker, founder of Melbarmar, digital marketing agency here in Charleston. Thank you for your time. And again, Low Country. Have a blessed week, and we'll look forward to being with you next Saturday morning. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Join the Christian business movement. Visit sc-c3.org. 
Thank you for listening to Beyond the Business, presented by the Coastal Financial Planning Group. If you're a successful business leader or entrepreneur and would like to be featured on a future program, send an email to rick at cfpgroup.biz. Listen in next Saturday morning at 8.30 for Beyond the Business, presented by the Coastal Financial Planning Group and heard exclusively on News Radio 94.3 WSC. You've invested countless hours and dollars building your business, and now your investment in your business has paid off. But did you know that according to Business News Daily that more than 60% of small business owners planning to leave their business in the next 10 years don't have an exit strategy? Hi, it's Rick Durkee of the Coastal Financial Planning Group. Let me ask you, have you planned your personal financial future wellness as well as that of your business? Have you established a succession plan for your business? Have you developed a plan for your perpetual legacy? Join me for a free discovery workshop to develop the best strategy for your business. BEST Business Exit Strategy Timetable. Call now and I'll send you an invitation by email to learn how to develop your business exit strategy timetable. Call 843-735-5065. That's 843-735-5065 for this free discovery workshop on how to develop your business exit strategy timetable. 843-735-5065. If there was a critical missing fact that was costing you money now or would cause you a problem in your future, when would you want to know about it? Hi, it's Rick Durkee. Join myself and certified financial planner Frank Hutto for a two-day educational course in December titled Roadmap to Retirement, and it's to be taught at the North Campus of College of Charleston. There's no fee to attend, so call now to register, 843-735-5065, or visit our webpage at retiresoon.biz. That's keywords, retiresoon.biz.